Welcome to another edition of the Tom Green Podcast. I know what you're thinking right now as you saw the preview for this episode. It's one of the biggest weeks of the year in college and NFL football. And here I am by myself doing this show. But that's the thing about taking a job in broadcasting at WLEW. There are perks and there are drawbacks. I won't get into the specific perks and drawbacks, but one thing I will say is that a perk is that my voice is getting heard over the airwaves in a small news radio market. And the drawback, of course, is my time for recruiting guests for the show has become limited, but it will become a little more expansive once this training is over, which it will be over unofficially once this podcast is posted on your devices after the end of tonight, Wednesday. But we continue with the search. With that being said, let's dive right into the preview. This week, unlike other weeks, we're going to start with Lions and then finish with Michigan-Ohio State because the Lions are on Thanksgiving Thursday. Michigan-Ohio State is on Saturday, of course. So let's get things rolling, shall we? Detroit and Chicago coming up on Thanksgiving Day. Oh boy, (laughs) that's what I have to say to start out. As you remember the last show, I predicted that the Lions would finish 6-9-1 with wins over Washington, Tampa, and a fluke victory over Green Bay. But now that we have lost to the Washington Redskins, surprisingly, I honestly don't know if Detroit's going to win another game this year. It's sad to say, and it's sad to think, But it's the reality of the matter, is that if Detroit can't beat the Washington Redskins of all franchises, a team that has lost its sense of identity, a team that was looking at their quarterback and saying, what do you need help with? And a team that's that's looking to sell because, because the fans are not very kind of the ownership with Dan Snyder, then you've got a lot of problems. If you lose to a team like that. Now I understand this any given Sunday notion. Because any these the Washington Redskins are a professional team as well. So are the Cincinnati Bengals. And so are the Miami Dolphins. So are the New York Jets. Those four franchises are also professional franchises. So I get that there, there are flukes that happen in this league. Any given Sunday, an, an Ofer team can win. Look at the Miami Dolphins. They got out of their offer. Look at the New York Jets. They were offer for a while, despite the one victory they had over Dallas. And that was yeah, that and that even was a fluke victory. So any given Sunday can happen, and I understand that. But if you lose to a one-win team that's lost its sense of identity, then you gotta look you gotta look in the mirror. I'm sorry, but you gotta look in the mirror and say, hey, this is on us. As I wrote on the Scorecrow, they should be red in the face and they should be embarrassed right now. Hopefully they can take the field this Thursday and slaughter the Chicago Bears. But we all damn well know that's not going to happen. So let's dive into the three keys for this game. Um, As you can see, I'm quite depressed with this. But three keys to this game. Let's start off with keys to Chicago beating Detroit. Key number one is look at the look at the film from 
just a couple of weeks ago. Trubisky looked solid against Detroit's defense. If Trubisky can look solid again, then Chicago will have no trouble. Uh, get the running game going with David uh, with David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen. Montgomery has been all right the last few weeks, but if they can they can get him going again along with Cohen, they can shred Detroit's run run defensive line. And three, play the defense that you have been all season. Chicago has been scarred by its offense, not its defense. If Trubisky can get it going, if the running game can remain solid, and if the defense can stay, can hold as they were, Chicago will beat Detroit by more than two scores. Uh, it's, it's sad to say, but I'm almost kind of being very dismissive in this Detroit Lions preview. But the fact of the matter is, when you lose to a one-win team, you deserve to be dismissive in your preview. That's just the fact of the matter. It's <laughs> it's depressing, but you you got to move on. You got to hang your head up, move on. And if you think about it, and I'll start to be positive now about Detroit, Detroit is still mathematically in the playoff hunt. A lot will have to happen, and I do not believe that any of it will. But Detroit is still mathematically in the playoff hunt. Detroit must win out as one of the keys, but they are still mathematically in it. If they lose, however, Detroit will be eliminated. Chicago mathematically can afford to lose one more time and still be in the race. 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven could mathematically make it in the NFC, but we all know that that's probably not going to be the case. Moving on to my keys for a Detroit victory. My first key will be that Scarborough will have to be as efficient as he was last week. Despite the loss, of course, Scarborough proved that he, he can make the tough yards when he needs to. And finally, we have a runner that surpassed Jeff Driscoll in rushing yards. Now, I get that against Dallas, Scarborough had more yards than Jeff Driscoll, but still, it wasn't too apparent. Uh, Driscoll is not a terrible quarterback. He's making... He's making conservative plays, and he's using his feet a lot more than Stafford was. So, honestly, I don't think that Driscoll is that terrible. But first key is that Scarborough is going to have to be efficient. It's going to be very hard against the Chicago defense that has stopped the rush very efficiently. But if you want to win, you got to run. Plain and simple in the NFL. Second key is that Driscoll, even though I just said he isn't that terrible, is going to have to air out the football. Driscoll, you've made a lot of conservative checkdowns, and it's costed this team. Now you yourself have not costed this team. In fact, you've kept this team in a lot of good, a lot of these games. But you're going to have to stop these conservative checkdowns if you want to eventually win a football game in Detroit. So Driscoll, stop conservative checkdowns. And three, for the love of God, play defense. For the love of God, play defense. We played it a little bit better last week. Only give up 19 in an offense that, or defense that gives up an average of 28 and a third, including that game. But still, you're going to have to play some defense. If you can, you can play some defense. If Driscoll can air the football out efficiently and Scarborough can run, Detroit could possibly still remain in the mathematical playoff hunt and beat Chicago. So as for this game, I, my honest opinion is that Chicago is going to win. Chicago is going to win by a score of 27 to 13. Trubisky is going to be efficient. The defense is going to cause turnovers. And 
Chicago is going to win easy. I, honestly, I hate to say it, but it's the damn truth. Now moving on to the big game. Michigan and Ohio State. This one, a lot of pundits, including our, our buddy Charles Kangas, who I've had on the show before, says that Harbaugh should be and probably should have been fired. When in fact of the matter is, he is still here. And if he wins this game, if he wins the next game, he is going to be here to stay. But I'll give credit where credit's due. Or I'll give criticism where it's due, excuse me. If he loses badly this game, and he loses badly in the bowl game, I could see the calls being made. I'll be completely honest. They, Michigan played Indiana very well. Indiana has given them fits in the past few seasons. Finally, Michigan was able to top off Indiana, as they should. Shea did throw a, throw a pick, but the pick seemed meaningless, as Michigan was up four scores with six minutes to go. So Shea threw a pick. Oh, well, picks happen. But here's my honest take on this game. Ohio State could theoretically skip this game and still make the college football playoff. But because it's a rivalry game, are they going to skip it? Hell no, they won't. That being said, Ohio State is an 8.5 point favorite in this game. Let me give you my keys to the game before I predict whether or not Michigan will cover and or win. Keys to the game. Ohio State to beat Michigan. Justin Fields is going to have to be efficient. If, if Justin Fields has been as efficient as he has been, then I think Ohio State's going to have no trouble. Second key is if J.K. Dobbins can remain the same dominant runner that he has been this year, I see no trouble with, with that either. Remember last year, even though Don Brown's defense was very efficient over the course of the year, Ohio State still scored 62 points. So, and I will I will talk more about that in Michigan's keys. But again, Fields, Dobbins, and if they can, if the defense can force Shea into throwing into throwing picks and turnovers, defense can force turnovers. Now with Chase Young, Ohio State can win efficiently. So, Fields. Dobbins, Young in the defense. Pretty point, pretty clear cut. Michigan, how they beat Ohio State is feed off the home crowd energy. It's the last time Michigan's beaten Ohio State at home and or on the road was 2011 in, the, in Ann Arbor. Now, yes, Ohio State fans are going to say, oh, but Luke Fickle was the head coach. That doesn't count. Yes, it does count. Yes, it does out. <laughs> okay. So feed off the home crowd energy. Two, Shea don't make any mistakes. You made one mistake since Penn State, and thankfully that mistake was virtually meaningless. But at least that mistake was made. So that it happened, you can forget about it, clear it from your mind, focus on this game. And three, stop the attack of Fields and Dobbins. If you can stop those, those attacks, now unfortunately last, last year Michigan wasn't able to do that, scoring 62 points, but something psychological has to change. And it seems like that psychological thing is changing. Ever since Penn State, the, the second half of Penn State, Michigan has been a dominant team. If we look at Michigan, post-second half of Penn State, 
you're looking at a college football playoff team, honestly. But the college football playoff involves the whole body of work. Unfortunately, Michigan did not do enough against Wisconsin or Penn State to get that full body of work. So this is, this is huge for Michigan. Like I said, Ohio State could skip this game theoretically and still make the playoff, but of course, Ohio State's not going to do that. So, with that being said, eight and a half points Ohio State is favored by. I think Michigan covers. But this is a prove-me-wrong game, as we've had before on the show. I think Ohio State wins outright, but I think Michigan covers. Ohio State 27, Michigan 24. I hope to God that I am wrong. With that being said, let's go to the rapid-fire segments. Um, before we do that, this pre- this podcast is presented by Monkey Knife Fight. Get your first deposit on us at monkeyknifefight.com. That's M-O-N-K-E-Y-K-N-I-F-E-F-I-G-H-T.com. You make your first deposit. You put in the code 3, the number 3PSMAG. Your first deposit is on us. And the prop bets are very winnable. You won't have a snowball's chance in hell at winning like I've sometimes had in DraftKings. So... MonkeyKnifeFight.com, code 3PSMAG, your first deposit is on us. Now to the rapid-fire games. We have four from college and four from NFL. First one is Cincinnati and Memphis. Battle in the American Conference could be for the New Year's Six spot. At, At home, I like Memphis in this one. Cincinnati has played very well, so has Memphis. Give me Memphis 41, Cincinnati 37. High scoring as the AAC has had some very high scoring games, but Memphis gets another gets another link towards a potential New Year's Six Bowl. Bama and Auburn. Auburn has a huge chance to shake up the college football playoff picture by beating Alabama. That would ensure that Georgia or Utah or Baylor We'll get that spot. Or Oklahoma. Can't count that out either. But I think Alabama wins this game. And Alabama has a chance to sit and get in, as they did just a couple of years ago. Alabama 31, Auburn 20. Big one in the Big Ten for the Big Ten Western Division. Wisconsin and Minnesota. You know, I've said it before on this show. Row the boat. Row, row, row the boat. I got to continue with it. Wisconsin has looked all right the past few weeks. Minnesota has survived tests. Iowa is not a place where you win normally, so that's okay. Minnesota has it all in front of them. Give me the Gophers. Give me the PJ Flex, Tanner Morgans, and Row the Boats of the World. 31 to 24. Minnesota defeats Wisconsin. Moving on to Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State has a chance to knock Oklahoma's chances at the playoff in Stillwater. But just like Bama and Auburn, I do not believe that happens. Jalen Hurts throws for 350 yards, three touchdowns. Oklahoma wins 40-30 to over Oklahoma State. Moving on to the NFL, Tennessee and Indy. AFC South is the toughest division in football to pick. With that being said, I always go with the home team in a divisional game of the AFC South. Give me the Colts in this one, 30-20. Derrick Henry does run for for over 100 yards, but 
Indy wins the game. Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Devlin Hodges starting for Pittsburgh. Cleveland in the revenge of the Miles Garrett fiasco that costed him the season. And no, Mason Rudolph did not say anything racist, but he did try to pull off Miles Garrett's helmet. So that's being fair to both sides. Give me Pittsburgh in this one, 27-20. Closer game, but Pittsburgh wins the revenge game. Tampa Bay and Jacksonville, just like any other rapid-fire segment, you get good games and you get crap games. This one's a crap game. Jameis Winston has looked pretty good despite throwing more interceptions. That's going to have to be fixed or else Tampa's going to have to move on. But I think Tampa wins this game handily, 30-17. Jacksonville, even though Nick Foles is back, is pretty much out of the playoff picture, and that solidifies it with a loss here. And finally, Chargers and Denver, another divisional game that Perhaps could be looked at as a crap game, but the Chargers are still looking for playoff hopes, and I think they get it done this week. Denver is looking for a sense of identity. The Chargers are a good team that just lost a few more games than they probably should have. Chargers 20, Denver 10. With that being said, I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. I'll be happy to get off of training hours at WLEW, and I, again, am thanking them for hiring me, one, and two, giving me a chance in the broadcast business. I look forward to continuing with them, as well as searching for bigger and better opportunities. So if you're a WLEW listener and listening to this, thank you, and I can plan on continuing until my next opportunity comes about. So just wanted to make that clear. So this has been the Tom Green Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. It's like it's like in Family Guy, John Wayne and the first Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, pilgrims!